0: Like most kids, I learned to ride a bicycle with training wheels. I still remember my first bike, a flamboyant red Schwinn Pixie with chrome-plated fenders, 16-inch white wall tires, and patented Schwinn Cycle-Aid training wheels. It was the real deal. The training wheels stabilized the bike until I learned to balance myself on two wheels without falling over. Think of the Lord's Prayer as spiritual training wheels designed to teach us to balance our conversations with God and ride straight into His presence without stumbling or stammering. However, the Lord's Prayer is a model for us to follow, not meaningless words to chant repeatedly. The goal is that one day prayer becomes so natural to us that we no longer need the training device. I'm Ron Jones. And this is something good.
1: Sometimes we use prayer for no other reason than to give God a list of wants and demands. But Jesus taught us a better way. Hello, I'm Brian Davis, and you're listening to Something Good with Dr. Ron Jones, lead Pastor at Atlantic Shores Baptist Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. Well, Jesus taught us to begin our prayers by acknowledging the person of prayer, our Father, the place of prayer, who art in heaven, and finally, the praise of prayer. Hallowed be thy name. Ron takes an in-depth look at the praise of prayer next as he continues his teaching series, The Jesus Way to Pray. Stay right here or visit somethinggoodradio.org where you can listen to Ron's messages on demand on your schedule. That's somethinggoodradio.org. And now here's Ron with part two of his message, The Jesus Way to Pray with Praise.
0: I remember a friend of mine named Charlie. Charlie worked in the office of public liaison and what that means is if, if you and I or anybody wanted to make an appointment with the president, they went through the Office of Public Liaison. And let's say you got an appointment with the president, you would come to the White House and uh, probably to the Eisenhower office building adjacent to the West Wing and you would sign in and somebody from the Office of Public Liaison, Charlie or one of his colleagues, would then walk you down to the White House into the uh, uh, Oval Office. Charlie said that most people were very, very kind. They were gracious, uh, maybe a little bit nervous, but every once in a while, somebody would come who just kind of had an arrogant side to them. And on the conversation, you know, toward the Oval Office, you got the sense they were gonna tell the President a thing or two. And Charlie would just smile, because he had done this enough. He knew when the doors to the Oval Office swung open, and he said, Mr. President, I would like you to meet all Vanity, vanquished. They went weak in their knees. You know, I mean, you're not gonna tell the president, the leader of the free world, something. And there was something about that place, the Oval Office that made even the most arrogant of people get a little, little bit humble. Likewise, we should never forget to whom we are praying and where he resides. Ecclesiastes 5 and verse 2, wise Solomon says, Be not rash with your mouth, nor let your heart be hasty to utter a word before God. For God is in heaven and you are on earth. Therefore, let your words be few. Yeah, when heaven's doors swing wide open and invite us to a time of prayer, we should walk through them with an abundance of humility Understanding, yes, we're praying to our Father. I'm a child of God by faith in Christ. I can just bound into His presence, but, oh, I should never forget who I'm talking to and where I am. In heaven also speaks of our Father's transcendent nature. What do I mean by that? It means that He's distinct from His creation. Heaven is not earth and earth is not heaven. This is what Solomon was getting at. He says, for God is in heaven and you're on earth. You're on that place where He puts up His feet as a footstool. The writer of uh, the psalm says in the Old Testament, God is in heaven and the earth is His footstool. Just remember your place humbly as you go into His presence. That brings us to the last phrase here. Our Father in heaven. Now this one. Hallowed be Your name. I believe this contains both praise and a petition, maybe the first petition in the prayer. Let's deal first with uh, the word hallow. It's not a word we use much today, it's kind of an archaic word. It literally means to make or consider something holy. Uh, These days, perhaps the only time we come close to using the word hallow is on. Halloween, right? Which isn't anywhere close to hallowed be thy name. Halloween was that uh, ghoulish holiday that began as a a Celtic festival to ward off ghosts. Uh, Today it's a celebration of the dead. And it has nothing to do with making or considering God's name holy. I don't know if the devil came up with this just as a, (laughs) you know, an alternative too, and a you know, stick in your, 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 your face kind of thing. But hallowed be your name elevates our praying and reminds us of just how praiseworthy and holy our Heavenly Father is. We praise or hallow God's name because his name reflects his good reputation. And you and I have uh, maybe a first, a middle, and a last name, and maybe your name reflects a good reputation and all of that. God has many, many names by which he has revealed himself. Every one of them revealing a different aspect of his person, his nature, his uh, missional purpose. I mean, we can learn so much about him when we study the names of God. Now, Now, some people are name droppers. You ever met a name dropper? I remember we used to get a Christmas card from a a friend (laughs) and he wrote a letter with it and it was always just a bunch of name dropping of all the places he's been and the world leaders he had met with. I I guess it was normal to him but you know in in our little corner of the world just seemed like a lot of name dropping. I think name droppers are usually weak narcissistic people. That's maybe a little bit harsh but you know when, when you drop a name of somebody who you think somebody else might think is really, really important, and you suggest you know, that you had an association with that person, that name-dropping is meant to you know, elevate your, your social status a little bit. Okay? Nobody name-drops around God. He gave his son Jesus the name that is above all names. Amen. Amen. And when Jesus, if he were to walk in the room and just sort of drop his name into the conversation... Guess what? The Bible says eventually every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. He's the King of kings. He's the Lord of lords. Hallowed be thy name. My name is puny compared to his. There isn't a name of an A-lister in Hollywood or some world leader, or some, you know, uh, person in history. There isn't a name that even comes close to the name that receives the kind of respect and glory and honor that God's name receives. And before we get to our list of needs, give us this day our daily bread, you know, all of that kind of stuff. Do we know who we're talking to? Our Father, yes, we're your children. We, We have this incredible access into our Father's presence, but oh let's not forget who we're speaking to. Hallowed be thy name. To make it holy, to consider it holy. The popular worship chorus says, your name is a strong and mighty tower. Your name is a shelter like no other. Your name, let the nations sing it louder because nothing has the power to save but your name. But there's another aspect of this hallowed be your name. It's not just um, uh, an invitation to praise him. Some suggest it's a petition, a request, the first in the prayer. In his book, uh, The Prayer That Turns the World Upside Down, uh, Albert Moeller, who's the president of the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary, one of my alma maters, he says, By asking that the name of God be hallowed, Jesus is asking God, listen to this, to so move and act in the world that people, people value his glory, esteem his holiness, and treasure his character above all else. Hey, just take a look around in our world today. Do you think people value God's glory, esteem his holiness, and treasure his character above all else? No, I don't think so. We need to pray. Pray more intensely, hallowed be thy name, and understand that uh, perhaps the, 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 the first place where this needs to happen, and I say this because of the first word, the hour, the community aspect of this prayer, the first place this hallowing of God's name needs to take place is right here in the church, right here in the church.
1: Still ahead. The second half of today's message with Dr. Ron Jones, so don't go away. Be sure to remember this web address, somethinggoodradio.org. That's where you can listen to any of Ron's messages on demand. When you stop by, check out our digital library where you can search for answers to some of life's most challenging questions. Answers Ron has put together during his more than 30 years of teaching the Word of God. You can also stream on demand, absolutely free. That's somethinggoodradio.org. So let me ask you, do you have a passion to pray? Would you like to learn to pray with zeal from someone who mastered the art of divine communication? The disciples asked Jesus, Lord, teach us to pray. And he gave them a model for prayer that even a child can learn. Today, Dr. Ron Jones is ready to share his brand new book, The Jesus Way to Pray, an intimate journey through the Lord's Prayer. Join Ron as he guides you phrase by phrase through the power and beauty of the prayer that begins, Our Father in Heaven, hallowed be your name. You'll also find an entire chapter that explains how Jesus prays for you and me, as well as biblical answers to the age old question, does God answer prayer? That's the Jesus way to pray, an intimate journey through the Lord's prayer. Order your copy for a donation of $25 or more. Share it with a friend by requesting a two pack for $50 or a four pack for $100. Give online at somethinggoodradio.org or over the phone by calling our offices at 757-276-1099 or mail your gift to PO Box 6245, Virginia Beach, Virginia 23456. Now let's get back to Ron for the rest of today's Something Good Radio message, The Jesus Way to Pray with Praise.
0: I remember uh back when I was growing up in the church, there was at least some sense that you got to church early enough to get your heart ready for worship. Now there was something in the order of worship called the prelude, remember that? The prelude was a time uh, of uh, you know, quiet reflection. And I'm not saying everybody got to church on time back then, but there were always those who got there early and they, they sat there. Understanding that they were stepping into the presence of God to worship Him. I'm sorry, but still today, we've got 20 plus percent of our people that arrive 15 minutes into the service. We're so busy, we're so rushed. When do we take time on Sunday morning, let alone during the week, to prepare our hearts for worship? I guarantee you, if you had uh, an appointment with the President of the United States in the Oval Office, you would get there 30 minutes early, if not earlier. He'd probably be pacing up and down the halls with me, nervous. You know, you're stepping, you have an appointment with the God of the universe. Yes, your Heavenly Father, but we never forget who we're speaking to and the opportunity that is ours through prayer to step Into heaven, to to lift our experience and our thoughts and our conversation out of this world and pray to our Father in heaven. We're not asking Him to come to our corner of the earth to meet with us. We're going to meet with Him. And we hallow His name. We consider it holy. And we ask Him, even in the context of the church, to do something among us as a community of believers such that the world values his glory, esteems his holiness, and treasures his character above all else. And when we depart from this place, when we uh, scatter out into the mission field, which is the place that you live, your neighborhood, the place where you work. That's the mission field, by the way. It's the beginnings of it. Each one of us as believers in Jesus Christ, as children of this Father in heaven, we have a responsibility to live our lives in a way that we hallow the name of God. And we leave behind us a fragrance that makes people value His glory, esteem His holiness, and treasure His character above all else. You understand why you wait until you bring your needs to God? Our Father... In heaven, hallowed be your name. I guess I want to remind all of us that no religion ever rises higher than its concept of God. Likewise, no person's prayer life ever rises higher than his or her ability to hallow God's name. And the Jesus way to pray begins with praise, right? Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. But it ends with praise as well. It's like bookends. Or it's like two Colorado 14ers, you know? This one over here, praise. Oh, this one over here, praise too. Look at verse 13. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. To change the analogy, you can almost hear the crescendo of the drums and the cymbals and all of that. Now, that's what appears in the King James translation of the Bible. You might have a modern translation of the Bible that doesn't include verse 13, and there's a little asterisk or a note there that acknowledges that there's some debate in the uh, manuscript you know, world uh, because this portion of the prayer is not found in the most reliable manuscripts. Oh, let's use the King James for a moment, all right? Let's use verse 13 to ask and answer the question, why should we praise God first? Because of the kingdom, God is sovereign. Yours is the kingdom. He's the King of Kings, He's the Lord of Lords. He is sovereign. How about the word power? It suggests He is able. He never has a power shortage. Nothing is impossible for our Heavenly Father. And you remember growing up as a kid thinking, My dad can do anything. You know, he's Superman, right? There's nothing our God cannot do. He is able. How about the word glory? He's worthy. He's worthy. Don't steal an ounce of His glory telling your glory story. ain't nothing compared to the glory of God. And He has glory stories to tell all throughout Scripture. The moment He created the heavens and the earth. The moment He parted the Red Sea. And on and on. The moment He entered a little baby's body in Bethlehem. And God... Cried like a baby? Talk about glory stories. You ain't got nothing. And no A-lister in Hollywood who gets some award has glory stories bigger than that. Thine is the kingdom, the power, the glory forever. Why do we praise Him? Because He's eternal. Nobody's going to you know, run a political campaign against Him and, 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 and uh, you know, dethrone Him. He, he has uh, all of the power, all of the glory, all of the sovereignty for ever. Wow. He's eternal. Wow. And Jesus is so convinced about that, He finishes by saying, Amen. God has the final say. Yes. So let it be. Not up for discussion. Wow. You'll lose the argument. All right. This is an amazing prayer. And when we pray the Jesus way, we pray with praise. You know, having a conversation with our Heavenly Father, to return to an earlier analogy, it should be as natural as riding a bicycle. You start with the training wheels, right? And you learn to balance your conversations with God uh, until you get to that point where you don't need the training device anymore. Catherine and I love to ride bikes once in a while. We, uh, one of our favorite places to kind of go for a little bit of R&R is uh, Hilton Head Island in South Carolina. And, uh, the sand there at the beach is a little bit harder. It's kind of like Daytona, only you don't have the cars and the trucks, all right? Nothing against Daytona, but, but you can ride bikes there. You get one of those cruisers, you know, for old people like us, you know. And we, we cruise, you know, through the streets and then you get to the beach and we can cruise, you know. If you haven't ridden a bike in a while, you know what i found? It's easy, you just hop back on. And, and if you learned how when you were a kid with those training wheels and you learned how to balance yourself, it comes back real quickly. And before you know it, you're riding like a little kid again with the wind blowing in your hair and it's just a wonderful time. Prayer is the same way. Maybe you haven't prayed in a long, long time. Maybe if you were honest, you don't have much of a prayer life. Maybe somebody taught you to pray, a nursery rhyme. They never taught you the Jesus way to pray. Or maybe, I kind of suspect because we all recited it together, most of us know the Jesus way to pray. But maybe we haven't gone there in a while. Get back on the bike. It's easy. Maybe you start with the training device and you pause and you think about these words, our (laughs) Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Maybe you spend more time listening in prayer than talking. It's a conversation, it's not a monologue. He knows what you need, so don't rush to get to those needs. Spend time in his presence. And before you know it, um, it'll come as natural riding a bicycle, when we learn to pray the Jesus way, starting with praise.
1: Thanks so much for being with us for today's Something Good radio message, the Jesus way to pray with praise. And I'm pleased to welcome in Dr. Ron Jones. Ron, I love what you said right there at the end of today's message, reminding us that it's never too late to go back to the basics with respect to our prayer life. Those are some good words of wisdom, Pastor. Now, when we talk about the hallowed name of God, it sounds like what we mean is that we ought to have a deep, almost solemn reverence for Him. It sounds more like worship than it does gratitude, and there is a difference, is there not? absolutely there is brian now now both are encouraged gratitude
0: and worship and both are necessary for optimum intimacy with god but there is certainly a difference Uh, gratitude is typically about what god has done while worship focuses more on who god is worship is uh, less about what we say than it is what we believe in other words it's more of a sober humbling of our hearts An admission that God is our Lord, he's our creator, and that he is sovereign over everything and everyone. It may help to think of it this way, Brian. Gratitude might cause us to jump up and holler. Uh, Worship is more likely to cause us to bow down and hush. Uh, Worship is not so much about outward action, but rather an inward belief of the heart. Now, here's another very noticeable distinction, Brian. Uh, When we thank God, it's usually for what he has done for us. But when we worship God, we're acknowledging who he is. And if we express gratitude in worship, it is usually not about what he has done for us, but rather what he has done apart from what he has done for us. You follow me on that? Uh, Let me close with a quick example that might help. Let's say a young child is sick and his parents pray for healing. Now, it would be a good thing for them to thank God for sparing that child's life, but it would be a profound thing for them to worship God, even if he didn't. And so worship of God is unconditional, Brian. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. That's the big difference. And we would all do well to strive for that level of reverence
1: for the God of all creation. I love that last part, Ron. The idea of offering unconditional worship to the God who offers us unconditional love. Ron, before we wrap it up for the day, how about giving us a quick glimpse at your next message when you move ahead in this series on the Lord's Prayer. Well, Brian, when you look at the Lord's Prayer, there's an order to it. It begins with demonstrating
0: a reverence for God and who He is, which is what we just talked about. And then it moves to the Kingdom of Heaven. Now, these things come before our own needs and certainly before our own desires. So Jesus was showing us how to pray with priorities in mind. And I want to take a closer look at that next time because I believe if we begin to pray with specific priorities in mind, especially God's priorities, it will improve our prayer life and overall
1: relationship with God. That's next time in Dr. Ron Jones' message, The Jesus Way to Pray with Priority. Join us then for Something Good. For Ron and the entire team here at Something Good Radio, I'm Brian Davis. Thanks for listening.